Good afternoon, this is Rupert Thompson, Chief Investment Officer at Kingswood Group. It's the 10th of February. We've just released our quarterly investment outlook and I'm now just going to run through our key views on both equity and bond markets over the coming months. Well, it's certainly been a roller coaster year for equity markets over the past year or so. Um, from the lows back last March, global equities are now up incredibly as much as 70% or so. And they're now some 15% or so up from their pre-COVID highs. So a very sharp rebound. And in fact, the rebound has been as fast as we saw coming out of the global financial crisis. There's been a lot of variation in terms of performance. So if we look at China and indeed the technology sector, uh, these areas are up as much as 45 to 50% um, from their pre-COVID highs, whereas UK equities are still down five or 10%. So tremendous variation. I think the other point worth bearing in mind is that we've had another leg to this rally in global equities since November. And this has occurred despite the fact that if you look at the economic data, actually it's been um, fairly disappointing, particularly in the UK and Europe. And this is for the obvious reason that we've had, um, we've had the secondary spike in infections and secondary lockdowns. And the result of this is that you are now seeing a double dip in the economy We've seen it in Europe, the Eurozone in the fourth quarter, and we're very likely to see it in the UK in the first quarter. So why have markets continued to rally despite this poor economic news in Europe and the UK? Well, I think there's a couple of things going on. The first is that the news may be bad in the UK and the Eurozone in terms of the economy short term, but actually, if you look at China, the news has been pretty good. Um, essentially, the Chinese economy is back to where it was pre-COVID. And in fact, China will actually have seen positive growth last year, whereas every other major economy will have seen a decline. Also, in terms of the US, um, that's actually been holding up pretty well in the last sort of couple of months or so. And obviously, following President Biden's victory in the US, we have now got the prospect of a very substantial fiscal stimulus. Um, we had a package announced around um, the start of the year and another very large package looks likely to be implemented in the next few weeks. So we've got big fiscal stimulus providing quite a lot of support to the US economy. And I think that just sort of, um, reinforces the point that generally policy is still pretty supportive. It's most supportive in the States, but you've also got a fiscal recovery plan um, in, the, in the Eurozone, which will be kicking in um, this coming year. And even in the UK, where there is now talk about taxes having to go up, um, it seems very likely that any tax rises in the forthcoming budget will be fairly minimal. So you've got continued support from fiscal policy and also monetary policy. Um, the central banks may be largely out of ammunition, but I think sort of as far as the market's concerned, what they're taking comfort from is the fact that um, there's going to be no interest rate hike anywhere for at least another couple of years. And in terms of the quantitative easing programme, the QE, again, they're going to be very, very cautious in terms of running that down. So continued policy support is one reason why the rally in markets has continued. But I think even more important than that is clearly what's going on in terms of the vaccine. And the big news back in November was clearly that um, several vaccines were found to be uh, more, much more effective than the markets have been expecting. And since then, we've had news that further vaccines are also effective. Um, 
And we're also now obviously seeing a rollout. And somewhat surprisingly, the UK is actually leading the rollout here. Um, and the US is not that far behind and it will probably catch up to some extent just because uh, President Biden is now putting quite a lot more resources behind it there. The one area which has been lagging is Europe uh, quite badly. But I think what we're still looking at is by sort of early summer, possibly some 50% of the population is being vaccinated in the UK and the US. And what this means, and this is what the markets are very much placing their hopes on, is that we're going to see a major relaxation of social, social distancing measures, and that in turn will prompt a strong rebound in growth from the second quarter onwards. Um, this will be on the back of the relaxation of social distancing measures, which will allow people to go out and spend the savings they've accumulated over the past year or so. And obviously you've still got big fiscal support, particularly in the States. So that's the big hope. Um, clearly there are still you know, significant risks to this forecast, um, just in terms of the key one being that um, we do see um, variants emerge, which the current range of vaccines are ineffective against. Um, at the moment, this doesn't seem to be the case, um, or not sufficiently the case that it's um, proving to be a major problem, but that is clearly a risk. Well, after the um, big rally we've seen, um, one other source of concern for the markets is just um, how expensive valuations are. And certainly if you just look at price earnings ratios, they are up to around 20 times for global equities. This is a 20 year high. And you know, just looking at this, you'd be worried. What we continue to put sort of more emphasis on and more faith in is that valuations for equities relative to bonds, where yields are extremely low levels, relative to bonds at least, um, equities um, don't overall look particularly overvalued. So we think equity valuations overall are sustainable. Um, as long as rates don't sort of shoot up and we're not expecting that. I mean, there's definitely pockets of overvaluation. There's increasing talk about bubbles in some areas. Um, the likes of Bitcoin, possibly even Tesla and definitely GameStop. There are signs of excesses in these sort of fringe areas. But I think sort of for equities overall, our basic view is that valuations are sustainable. As to where we go from here, um, I think the sort of key thing to bear in mind is that so far the big driving force behind the rally in markets has been uh, valuation expansion, a re-rating of markets. But we are now essentially into the second stage of the bull market. And at that stage, essentially what takes over from valuations is earnings growth. So any further gains in equities are very much going to have to be driven by earnings gains rather than re-rating, a re-rating of a further re-rating of valuations. And the encouraging news here is that in terms of the reporting season underway at the moment in the States and in Europe and the previous reporting season, we've seen big upward revisions to earnings. They've come in much higher than people thought they would. And, you know, this year we're probably going to see 25-30% earnings growth. So our sort of take from all of this is that earnings growth will be sufficient to give equities further upside from here. Well, that's um, a key reason, clearly, for being um, relatively optimistic on equities. But on a relative basis, 
what you're clearly also looking at is should you be tilting your portfolio more towards equities or fixed income. And the other sort of key component of our forecast is that we think um, the outlook for fixed income, the return prospects for fixed income are pretty limited. And this is for the very simple reason that corporate bond yields, government bond yields are are exceptionally low levels. And also the prospect, if growth picks up, if inflation picks up somewhat, as you expect, then yields are going to be trending higher and that's going to impose capital losses. So relative to bonds, we still think, um, we do think um, equities look relatively attractive. So how are we positioned? Um, We do have a pro-risk, pro-equity tilt in our portfolios, just for exactly the reason I've said. Is it big? Not that big, just because we do think, you know, the vaccine um, and indeed the virus still pose some risk to this. So this relatively sort of um, optimistic scenario. So a moderate pro-equity stance is probably the best way of putting it. Within equities, just to run through our sort of key views and which markets we're favouring, um, Asia and emerging markets, particularly China, uh, remains one of our favourite areas. Um, it's done very well over the last year, primarily because China has held up so well in the COVID crisis. Um, we think China will continue to outperform, continue to see superior growth to most of the rest of the world. And also valuations still remain pretty um, attractive there. So very much we, that remains one of our favourite areas. One area where we have turned somewhat less cautious, a bit more optimistic, is the UK. Um, and this is because the UK is particularly cheap. And we do think it has got some scope for some bounce back just because it has underperformed by, to such an extent over the last few years. And also clearly, you know, Brexit, the Brexit deal has made the UK somewhat investable, somewhat more investable, even though it's a sort of fairly bare bones deal at the end of the day. So the UK, a bit more positive on. The US, we remain somewhat cautious on. And this is because, well, valuations have always been a concern. But one of the major factors behind uh, the outperformance of the US in recent years has been the tech sector, outperformance by the tech sector. And whilst longer term, we still think, you know, tech is a major growth area, we're still positive on it. Over the coming year, you may well see a further rotation away from these sort of safer, very high growth sectors to the more cyclical, to the more the cheaper areas. And tech may suffer um, from that to some extent. And that means that the US could well underperform a bit. Um, it has actually been underperforming in the last couple of months or so. And as I say, there could be a further rotation to the more cyclical and the cheaper markets. And what we're talking about is sort of Asia and the UK. The other um, area we continue to place a lot of focus on is thematic investments. We think um, themes um, or the themes continue to be very attractive and even more attractive in a post-COVID environment. So you really want to be investing or putting some of your allocation into these long-term growth themes. And what we're talking about is technology, um, AI, I've already mentioned. And then we've got environmental change, clearly on the back of the sort of focus by everyone on climate change these days. And then sectors like healthcare and also frontier markets. So those are our sort of main thematic allocations. 
One, fav one final tilt I'll just mention in our portfolios on the equity side, we continue to favour small and mid-cap. Uh, they've had a very strong run in the recovery we've seen so far. But given we are, we think, heading into a strong growth phase for the economy, because of their sort of cyclical tilt, we still think they've got um, some further room to run. Anyway, that's uh, quite a quick run through, not quite as quick as I'd hoped, uh, run through on our views for the coming months. Um, so thank you for listening. And if you do want a hard copy of the publication, it's available on our website. Thank you. Please note that this podcast is for information purposes only. The views expressed do not constitute financial advice. And please remember that the value of investments can go up as well as down. How an investment performed in the past may not be the same as how it performs in the future. And there may also be tax implications. Should you require advice, please speak to a qualified financial advisor.